You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to GI Insights, where we cover the latest clinical issues, trends, and technologies in gastroenterological practice. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. Your host for GI Insights is Professor of Medicine at University of Illinois Chicago, Dr. Jay Goldstein. Will electronic medical records provide the answer to achieving increasing services and increased effectiveness in the clinical practice? Joining me today to discuss practical considerations for an electronic medical record and its adoption is Dr. Jim Levitt, a practicing gastroenterologist for over 25 years and president of Gastro Health, a 27 gastroenterology strong unit in Miami, Florida. Welcome today, Dr. Levitt. Let's start out. Electronic medical record. What does it promise us? What is the advantage of even talking about this today? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of advantages. As gastroenterologists, we face a lot of pressures. We have to control costs. We have to increase services and functionality. We are busier today than we've ever been. Uh, I probably see twice as many patients as when I first started practice in the early 80s. We answer to a lot of different clientele. We're subject to a lot of stringent regulations and oversight, which kind of hampers our ability to be maximally profitable, and we do this in the environment of decreasing reimbursement. So there's a lot of pressures on us to become more efficient, and I think the answer, and most people think the answer, is going to be technology in the form of electronic medical records and the Internet. Well, how will the actual electronic medical record be catalytic in uh, converting our practice or changing our practices to be more efficient. What is the specific advantage? Let me give you an analogy. Back in 1980, when I started practice, almost no practice had a, a, a computer for a practice management system. Can anyone think today of running a large, busy practice without one? And I think if we do that on the business side, the clinical side is so much more complex and yet we do that all with paper. It just seems obvious that we'll become more efficient, just like we did on the business side when we started using practice management software. So we have an investment of both time and effort to get the, an electronic medical record up in a practice. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, let's take them one at a time. What is the effort? Well, the effort is tremendous, and I will say it's the most stressful, difficult thing I've ever done in, in the practice. I don't want to downplay and think that it's easy, but the return on that effort is dramatic, both from a financial point of view and from an efficiency point of view. We see our patients better. Our patients are happier. We can deal with the information better. Our processes are a lot leaner and more efficient, so we can do more with less. Our costs have gone down, and there's been a significant return on investment for us. All kidding aside, you have 27 people in your practice. Did they all adopt it at the same rate with the enthusiasm that you have? No, of course not. <laughs> you know, you ha there has to be a very structured process how you do this. And obviously, you, you do need physician champions to start with. And in fact, if you don't have a physician champion, I think there's a high likelihood that you will not be able to do this successfully. So it's critical that you have physician champions. Obviously, the fast adopters, you go first, and you work out all the bugs, and by the end, the last people are ready to go. I understand. What about the financial investment to do this? Well, on the average, the studies have shown that it costs about thirty to $33,000 per physician 
to buy an electronic medical record. That's average cost, obviously. There's some range there. But this can be recouped pretty easily if it's done correctly, and that's the whole critical part. The return on investment is dependent on the fact that everybody uses it all the time. If you have a partial deployment of electronic medical records, then your return on investment is not as good. Do you think the documentation is actually better and protects you against litigation and the like? I don't know what the data is on litigation. I do know that we have been audited by payers, and they come in and look at our charts and are amazed how good they are. Our charts are clearly much better than they used to be, and our documentation is better. Hopefully that would mean some protection as far as medical malpractice because of better documentation. Do you have more of your processes uh, templated for reproducibility? Yes. A lot of our processes in the workflow in the office, the efficiencies in the workflow are more than just making a note. I mean, the most important thing is the success of it and the failure of an EMR hinges really less on the software itself than on the practice's ability to change or re-engineer the common workflows that are very inefficient in our standard offices. So you think that this is, again, catalytic for that process change or change management within your office? Absolutely. And in fact, that's what interested me initially in getting into electronic medical records. My interest originally was in process improvement and performance improvement. And that's where my extra training was and where I got some expertise in. And it became clear to me that you could do all these processes, but if you didn't have technology driving the efficiency, it wasn't going to be able to stick. And that's where I think the glue is for the electronic medical record is improving and making all your processes more efficient. I mean, the software is great, but the improvement in processes is where you get the bang for the buck. Do you have a full-time IT person in your office? You have 27 people? Yeah, we do. We actually have, because we have electronic medical records for a variety of different offices, plus we have an internet and we have a patient portal that's connected to the electronic medical record, and we have an endoscopy center and endoscopic report writer that goes along with our EMR, We actually, and we, so we have to service a large number of people. We actually have two IT people. Well, full-time. Yep. You mentioned the term patient portal. Can you explain that to us? Sure. I think this is where things are going, and there's lots of studies that show that patients want to be able to communicate with their physician online. And in fact, the study from several years ago, one of the 57% of people questioned said they might choose their physician based on their ability to communicate with them online. 70% of people want to make an appointment online, get a result online, get a prescription online. And they can do that in my office, so they can ask me a question, get a refill. When the patient calls for a new appointment, a new patient calls, they can actually go on our portal and fill out all the clinical information that, and have it go right into the electronic medical record before they ever get there. So our whole cycle time with patients is decreased. They don't have to wait and fill out all that paperwork when they get to the office. That's good for us, and it's good for them. Do they give you positive feedback? It's fantastic feedback. If you're just tuning in, welcome to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Goldstein, and speaking with me today on GI Insights to discuss the implementation of electronic medical records is Dr. James Levitt, who is a practicing gastroenterologist for over 25 years and president of Gastro Health in Miami, Florida. Well, let's talk about this again in a different way. You've convinced me, and hopefully our listeners, that this is the way of the future. 
What are the attributes of a system if you want to implement one in your office? When you think about an electronic medical record, there's several attributes that you really want to pay attention to just as you're thinking about. The most critical probably is its usability. Obviously, if physicians refuse to use the electronic medical record, then the concepts of, of improved quality and efficiency and reduced costs and any reasonable return on investment are kind of moot. So you need a positive user experience. That's going to require sort of an intuitive learning process, easy to retain directions, flexibility in accommodating various performance pathways. So I think that's first attribute. Secondly, as a gastroenterologist, I looked for something specificity, something that was good for a gastroenterologist, something that had GI knowledge base in it. And for us also, we needed a sophisticated endoscopic report writer that was part of our electronic medical record. The third part, and I think the most important part, is that it had a very strong workflow because I think the success and failure of an EMR hinges less on the software itself than on its ability to assist in re-engineering common workflows. And so I think you need a very strong workflow. And then you need to have something that's easily deployable. You want to make sure that it can be, it does have to be implemented incrementally. And so you have to be able to look that you can use the, do the easy functions first for the physicians. And so they can, like messaging and looking at results, you want to be able to integrate with your practice management system. So those are very critical. And then finally, scalability. What is your ability to house a server? Or do you want to do this online? Or how, how do you want to do it? So those I think are the five big attributes you want to look at. Do you interface with other systems like an outside laboratory, hospital, or the like? We don't interface with the hospital because, and the main reason is because we don't have a central patient identifier, but we do interface with our labs so that our major national labs interface with us. We actually, when I order a lab, it actually creates a lab slip automatically so my staff doesn't have to print it out. It sends the order electronically to the national lab so they know what needs to get done. It prints labels if we draw the lab in our office. And when we get the result back, it comes directly attached to the patient chart and directly onto my task list so I can look at it. So you check in with the computer every morning. I have my computer on all the time. If I'm in the office, the computer is going. All right. Technology is technology and people are people. What are some of the barriers that you've heard from your practice, your coworkers, and how do you overcome some of them? I think the first thing that is really important is to understand that in order to make this work, there's going to have to be large amounts of changes. And so the major barrier, I think, is understanding the concept of change management. It's been estimated that about 20 to 50% of all implementations result in failure. And most of that isn't because of the software. It's because people don't understand how to manage change. And I think that's the criti first critical barrier. And in order to do that, you have to have a very structured process. You need to be inclusive of everybody in the office as you go through the selection and implementation process. Clearly, that's important. And you need to be able to create a culture of change because I think culture trumps change all the time. And so you're either going to have to change the culture, change the change, or just be prepared to fail. I'd like to thank my guest today, Dr. James Levitt, for discussing strategies for the adoption of the electronic medical record. Thank you, Dr. Levitt. You're welcome. Thank you. You have been listening to GI Insights on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. GI Insights is brought to you by AGA Institute and sponsored by Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com 
and use promo code AGA.